unveiling the secrets A-list copywriters use to make themselves and their clients millions. This is the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. Welcome back to the Copywriters Podcast with your host, the world's greatest copywriting coach, David Garfinkel. And we've got a very special surprise guest for the episode lined up today. So David, take it away. Yeah, we're so lucky to have Bond Halbert on the show. Bond is my friend. and He's been a great supporter for me professionally for years. Bond's father, of course, was the famous copywriter, Gary Halbert. And Bond is among Gary's first very successful students. In fact, Bond was closest to his dad, of all people, in both a personal and professional relationship. And more recently, Bond, after copy-chiefing some of the largest financial promotions of our time, has pioneered many tactics for getting the highest email open rates in any industry. After Gary passed away, Bond and his brother Kevin took over the GaryHalbertLetter.com, and the brothers have put out great copywriting products, including the Halbert All-Star Audio Series, which I am proud to say I have been a part of and was invited by them to participate in. Thanks for that. Bond and Kevin have also started the Gary Halbert Club Facebook group, which has an astounding membership of more than 21,000 as of this day of recording, and maybe compared to something more mass culture, that doesn't sound like much, but this is huge for a copywriting group on Facebook. I don't know of one larger. Bond mentors copywriters and will give you contact info for him at the end of the show. What we talk about today on the podcast, we're going to talk about something we get a lot of questions about all the time, and that is how do you get started as a copywriter? But first, there's more. Here's how you get started on Copywriters Podcast. Copy is powerful. You're responsible for how you use what you hear on this podcast, and most of the time, common sense is all you need. But if you make extreme claims, and if you're writing copy for offers in highly regulated industries like health and finance and business opportunity, you may want to get a legal review after you write and before you start using your copy. My larger clients do this all the time. So, Bond... Thank you for being here, and you've got so much to tell us. The The one thing when we were just chatting about doing this that I loved, because um, it's what I've always tried to do and sometimes succeeded at, is to earn as you learn. Could you just tell us, you know, where you get started if, if you're kind of new to this? Well, I'd say the biggest mistake that a brand new um, people learning to make copy do is they're not learning strategy at the same time that they are learning copy. So at the very beginning, you have to understand what an expert is. An expert is somebody who knows more than you do. And so as a result of that, you are automatically of value to companies who have an email list. They don't send emails out. You have, um, I would say anybody who sends less than five, right? You know, emails out. So what you, and I'll give you some tips on how to get some of those first clients using some techniques. But the idea is if you are, if you know that, look, uh, sending out taking somebody who sends out two emails and say, look, I can get you some more emails or some more sales right away. And you just know that you what you can do is send out the same email with a different subject line to all the unopens. You've created value for that company without having to have a lot of super great copywriting skills. 
And at the very beginning, for somebody who's not sending out a lot of emails or doing a little bit of advertising, that client is at the level where sending anything will be better than sending nothing. So you can use AI, you can use templates. I recommend one of the reasons I recommend your course is it's the quickest way to start writing, you know, templates and getting stuff out very, very fast. You just you're not ready to go to Agora or Golden Hippo. And the reason you're not ready to go there is because at the very highest level, and we can talk about that too if you want, they are competing when um, you're competing with other people who are serious copywriters. And AI goes around searching for things that are very popular, trending. So that could be somebody famous who said something in the, in, the, in the marketing industry or things that are being said a lot. In other words, they're saying things that the market is hearing a lot. And it's great at the beginning for, you know, curing writer's block. It's great for not knowing where to start. And it's good for the lower end clients. Okay. But by the time you get to Agora or something like that, the best breakthrough campaigns do two things. One, they're a surprise to everybody who wrote them. That's just a fact here. Your biggest surprise is like, wow, I didn't know that was going to go that well. And I've never seen a copywriter or marketer that that was not true. The second thing is it's because you're doing something the market hasn't seen before. And so that's why you, but before you can get to that level, right? It's like the rules of dressing and stuff like that. There are the rules you understand, and then you learn enough rules to know when to break them and test what to break. (laughs) So what you want to do is study strategy as you go. And I can give you some tips on that if you want. Actually, I took a couple oh, yeah. conversation. So for example, if you know better research techniques, so let's talk about a little bit of some stuff that do, like a lot of the coaches will teach you, look, go look at reviews. If you're, if you're studying, you get great copyright. Copy comes from, if you're selling a service, go to Yelp and look up competitive services and see what their good and negative reviews are. And the negative reviews, that's fine. You know, they are telling you, you know, this thing was terrible because of this. And so that what you do is you turn that into a positive and say, and unlike the competition, we do this, which so you never have this problem, right? So even the negative reviews are great. There's a lot of gold in there. But one of the things you can also do, and if your products, you're doing it for Amazon. If it's info products, you're looking at Amazon books. But what I also teach people to do is go to um, look at those profiles. And then see what else they review, because then you can find other sources and targeting information. So that was what makes somebody who knows a lot about direct response strategy and has that skill set even more valuable as a copywriter, because I can turn around and say, look, I took your list and your Google Analytics says that everybody who visits your site is, you know, a mix of women and men. But you sell you sell shaving razor kits that are in the this is hypothetical in, in a shower. But I took your buyer list and I uploaded that into a site like Tower Data. And it shows that all the people buying this are women over the age of 35. They're buying it for their husbands. So it's all married women. So now you can take and hone down and target your Facebook ads or your Instagram ads to women who are married over 35, right? (laughs) And as a result of that, you know, and you also look and you say, hey, you know, we're selling these tactical flashlights. And they're all buying these these knives. So now what we can do is we can go out to knife manufacturers and cut a JV deal, right? And say, you know, look, you're not mailing your list, but we know that your list loves our, you know, our flashlights. So that's that kind of strategy makes you more valuable, even if you're a less talented copywriter. So if you learn strategy as you go, you're more valuable. And then you can cut at the very beginning, you know, you take, you do whatever you can to get a job, right? You want numbers, you want any kind of proof, but I can go in and I can turn around and say to a client, say, look, 
Look, I know that you don't know this, but I, I've got some techniques here that I know will do good. And here's a short video that's done by, you know, some famous marketer that will show you exactly what I'm trying to tell you that I'll do for you. I'll write, I noticed, I looked in your emails and I signed up for your system as an unopened and an open. I signed up twice. And I noticed that you're only sending two emails or I noticed that you're not sending to the unopens, right? So there's money left on the table. And so now the person's going, wow, you really studied me. You know what you're talking about, right? And say, look, I'm going to make this mail for you. And then uh, if I do this mailing for you, you'll pay me just 10% of the profits from this or 10% of, of the money up to a limit of $1,000. So if you pay me 1000 you actually earn $10,000, right? And so this is how you cut deals when you don't have a lot of experience and you're, you know, you're doing better. So as you learn more copy skills, you want to learn more direct marketing skills, which brings me to one other thing. You need to learn how to educate. Okay. So educate education is we'll save it for a different time, but educating is really important for in your copy. But it's also one of the things that my father was doing that I noticed is he was educating his clients. And so I had to practice doing this on my own so that, you know, because if Gary Halbert comes in and says, you're leaving money on the table, they go, oh, okay, what do you, what do you do? We'll do anything you say you're going to do. That's not necessarily true if you're brand new. So I used to sometimes go to uh, events and stuff and I would hide my name and who I was. And I would give them ideas and try and explain to them about money left on the table or what things that would be more profitable. And I got better at teaching them how to, to make light bulbs go off in their head. Right. <laughs> and so you need to study that as a copywriter because your persuasion is not done while you're sitting down at the computer, writing some copy for somebody, your persuasion, you're persuading your clients to do the right thing. Cause you know, at the five, at the 5% of the gross level where you're getting a big, you know, big retainers, the truth is, at that point, you, you're you're making sure that, you know, because you don't want to waste a, a month of your time creating, you know, one of your six or seven slots a year to create a massive promotion on somebody who's selling the wrong thing to the wrong audience at the wrong time. So, you know, you're you're that's because, you know, direct response marketing strategy as well as copy. Now, copy. Well, well let's talk about it. That's really good because, you know, somebody comes in and they're kind of, you know, doe-eyed. They're a little like a deer in the headlights and they've gotten all these ideas from, you know, all of these masterminds and all these online gurus. But I think one thing that they don't realize that you're pointing out, and, and I'd, I'd love to know if I got this right, is business owners, they may be very sure of themselves, maybe a little cocky, and they may know a lot about their business. But when it comes right down to just the core fundamentals of marketing, like how you email a list and the difference between an open and an unopen and who your actual buying audience is, often they're really clueless. Would, would you like to comment on that? Is that what you're saying? It is 100% what I'm saying. They're, they go to Google Analytics that tells them who's visiting their site that doesn't tell them who's buying. They, and that's if they know what Google Analytics is. They don't mail the whole list. They're afraid to mail the list because this is a, this is a classic newbie thing. That the, that, but it makes the, it, once you explain it to the business owner, they feel better. People sign up to be on their list. And there, there's two things that like just shock the heck and, and you know make the skin crawl of business owners. 
And one of them is seeing people unsubscribe from their list. Okay, you're gonna get people unsubscribing every single time you mail, right? Once you know that that's part of par for the course. Another one is refunds. And we are all susceptible to it. I sold a quarter of a million dollars in books on Amazon and with like zero advertising or zero paid advertising. I did it with all organic. I'm switching to paid right now. But what happened was I was so focused in on the one person who returned one book. <laughs> Oh yeah, it's it's hard it's hard not to take that personally, especially when it's a book, you know. Yeah, and but the but offering a strong guarantee and a refund is what boosts the sales. It makes you know, I mean, it's how many times do you feel okay? Well, I can return this if I don't like it, so I'm going to buy it, and so now I feel safer buying it, even though you don't return it. But the point, I'm I, you're right, is because if you, I remember one time I had the site going, and it wasn't until I uploaded the information and I looked that I found out that the majority of people going to the site were women. So that changed the tone of the copy. It changed the tone of, you know, I even changed like the colors and designs and stuff like that, you know, to make it, to make it more feminine. And the, the business owners are almost always making mistakes that, you know, they're selling to all the different audiences, you know, instead of, We'll talk about that at a different point. So, I, I, you know, I think the I, I think that what they don't also know is they don't know where the new markets are. They don't understand lifetime value, right, and average order value, and they don't understand. Listen, you've got this thing going out, but you don't have an order bump, and you have a perfect complementary accessory that you're selling with your device or with your, you know, with your thing. What the sales already made by the time we make this offer, if they don't want it, they click no. If they click yes, that, that it translates to an average of 20% more sales and the profitability goes up. And if I if that profitability goes up, you now can afford to start running those ads and pay more. So you can start, you know, you, you're, the cost it takes to run those. And so it, you need to understand how to be able to explain that and convince people that. And there are plenty of resources just make sure that they're very short. You don't want to hand somebody a 400 page book written by anybody to say, read this and you'll understand what I'm saying. They'll never get through it. But if you could right. say, look, here's a three minute video on LTV, why this is so important and how we can use it to, to increase your you know, response. And it's by a very famous marketer. You can use that if you don't already have the teaching skills. But getting back to earning as you learn, right? So you start with some templates, you start with some basic stuff. And then the biggest mistake I see copywriters and especially business owners doing is they really, they make the same mistake that I think authors make. They, authors write a book. They think it's going to be great. The, the publishing companies are just going to see how great it was. You know, ask J.K. Rowling. She shopped that Harry Potter book to <laughs> dozens yeah, of dozens. After living in her car for two years, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, nobody saw that value. They're hoping that Oprah's uh, Winfrey's assistant is going to read it and say, hey, you need to check out this book. And then they're going to get this big plug and all that, which is why direct response is so much better is you're not relying on the luck or generosity of others. But right. You can build your business with just numbers. You know, I get $10 in. The, the highest paid writer in the world after J.K. Rowling, and I don't know where he stands with Stephen King, is Patterson. He sells his own oh, yeah. book. He's a direct response copywriter first. He was that before yeah. he was an author. But so what they don't do is they don't make, they try not to be salesy. They try, and you know, and that, you don't have to be salesy and, you know, you know pull out like crazy Eddie's type of thing, but you have to ask for a sale. 
And another thing that they don't, that at the very beginning, just knowledge for is creating a sense of urgency and it doesn't have to be false. Create five bonuses, rotate through the bonuses and say for a limited time, this is the bonus that's coming in. And then once that's done, you make the same offer, but you offer a different bonus. So you haven't lied. It has been a limited time bonus, right? So I don't see marketers and those guys do it. You know, that's one, everybody, another tip is everybody focuses in on the headline. Everybody's taught how to write a headline, right? And so they're driving around in their car until they're like, I got this idea for a headline, right? And it's where they go and they're, and they're, all, they're, they're, they're super good. They're not taught how to edit. They're not taught how to, stories is one of the things that they have, they struggle with the most. But one of the things they don't really study, and we'll talk about this in a, a different time, is, you know, closing copy. You know, a lot of times what you want to do is write the, you know, people have different writing styles. Like they write, you know, some people write the closing copy first. And it's the closing copy, you know, because copywriting is like a chain link. If you don't get the attention, that's like the buoy on the ocean. I can't find the chain without that buoy, right? But you can't pull up the treasure chest if any part of the links break. And one of the biggest things that you need is a good strong link at the bottom, the closing copy and, you know, handling objections and things like that. But if you start with some basic templates, you're good for some basic companies. And then when you get to, you got more uh, skills under your belt and you've got some wins under your belt, you can go after higher paying clients, right? And people who need a copywriter, they've worked with one or two, and that's how you grow, you grow up. The bad news is you're not going to take two courses and all of a sudden get hired at Golden Hippo or Agora as their top copy chief. <laughs> no, absolutely. There's some work involved. I agree. This is so valuable, but what I'd like to do is uh, break it down a little bit because, okay, so about 30 years ago, I learned a lot of these concepts in a book, I'm sure you remember it, called Your Marketing Genius at Work by Jay Abraham. And there is a rumor which you neither have to confirm nor deny that your father actually wrote some of the better parts of that. He didn't write the book, but at that point, and I don't know if Jay remembers it, I was actually spent a lot of time with Jay and my father. My dad would actually pull me out of school to go to meetings with Jay Abraham and list brokers, and they would start working together with these projects. So I was very close there when they were doing it. And so a lot of the things like the deal cutting ideas I get, I credit Jay Abraham for teaching me how to think that way. And and Jay's Jay's a genius and and got a lot of stuff, but you know, that was just a snarky remark on my part. For no, it's okay. not apologize. But my point is, it was all there. I guess you can still find copies of that book. But I mean, how does someone who's beginning learn about some of these things, about lifetime value, about, you know, just some of the core concepts that you're talking about? Because I'm not saying it was easy then, but at least it was in one or two places. You know, I, I really had to put my head down and, and study for a while before I even started to grasp it. Do you, do you have any ideas? Because to be able to educate others, you have to be educated yourself. Yes. The, okay, I, I'm at a crossroads here because I normally don't ever want to mention something that is mine because it's like pitching on someone else's no, platform. Go ahead. We, we encourage that here to model oh, okay. the behavior. I, um, we started a group called Halvertising. It is a monthly program. Okay. And in that we spend half the time talking about the strategy and half the time talking about the copy. 
Okay, so you know we're teaching you a headline writing system, but we're or one of three, but we're also at the same time teaching about lifetime value, average, you know, order bumps, you know, funnel, different funnels like book funnels and stuff like that. So that's where you can learn it. As far as learning, um, you know, you the, you can go through. Jay Abraham is great for lifetime value or average order value. He's also good for pointing out the best ways to how to get how to get everything you can out of all you got is a good book for that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know, and they are out there as well. And you know, one of the things is go into the Facebook groups. One of the things there's two values in the Facebook groups, and it's not just mine. Uh, and by the way, thank you for mentioning mine. We are actually sure. the second largest Facebook group for copywriters. But the reason we're second is honestly, I turn down way more people because I get these offers from everybody all over the world. And it's like, okay, no, I can't take anybody from here. You guys are just spamming my group. <laughs> right. So, you know, so we're getting a lot of those. But up in the file section, a lot of people don't know this, go up into the file section, you will see templates, headline systems, you will see things that people put up there that nobody else is paying attention to anymore. I didn't know there was a file section in the nobody Gary Humber Cup. Nobody seems to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so well. there's, there's a lot of value and gold in those, in those file sections. Plus, it's also one of those things where what I would do is, let's suppose that you wanted to teach people you know, about order bumps and like what the advantages of that. You can just put out, um, you know, a question on there and everybody will answer the question and they'll answer it honestly. Some will give us concrete examples and boom, you can screenshot that and you can, you can find the person who explained it the best in a really succinct manner. And now you have a very succinct explanation to give to your client. Oh, that's great. That is such great advice. And the first time and, I've ever mentioned that to anybody, by the way. <laughs> well, You're getting exclusive. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> we're, we're sort of overlapping something we have planned for our next show, but that's in the spirit of your dad, which I think far too few people have recognized that, you know, he was, you know, hardcore capitalist like you, like me, but he was also a very generous person and he was you know, a very committed educator. He really wanted people to get what they needed to know because direct response copywriting just offers, it opens up a world to people who don't want to play the game and become a cog in the system and slowly move their way up on their way to, you know, jumping off the cliff like lemmings. Okay, uh, enough philosophy. So why don't we, you, you said you'd come back for our next show, right? Absolutely. I'm, I, I'll become here as often as you want. <laughs> Before we leave, I just want to touch back on one of the first things that we talked about or that you guys talked about in this episode, which is unsubscribers or people asking for refunds. I know that when I first started in business, the first person that ever asked for a refund it felt like a girl breaking my heart. Like so it felt like the customer was breaking up with me. And that was such a hard, it messed with me for like two or three days. And a lot of those really scary things that you go through and you have to go through in order to get good at this. And in order to uh, master this craft, the fear of rejection, the, uh, the, the people unsubscribing, a lot of that stuff, there's not, courses on it there's not lessons on it there's not people talking about it you just kind of have to go through it so i'm glad that you guys touched on it because it no, was one of those there, there, there's a song about it. it might be before you were born it was by jimmy ruffin you know this song 
What becomes of the broken hearted <laughs> who have loved and now departed? Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's just one of those things that, especially as you're getting started in this, there's not. No, there's you're a absolutely lot of things, right. There's a lot of things there's no courses for. You just have to go through them and you have I've, to figure it out for yourself. I've said for years there ought to be a therapist just for entrepreneurs. Um, to talk about how you should be proud the minute somebody's ripped off all your stuff. Um, <laughs> to talk about, you know, how to how to do the refunds. I'll tell you, here's, I'll give you three real quick ones. Most copywriters, one of the biggest things they struggle with is writing their own bio. It is a stunning thing. They, you know, it's like bragging about themselves. I just don't feel comfortable. So what I tell them to do is get another copywriter buddy, right? And swap and write each other's bios. Okay, one, it's third person, so it sounds better. I had somebody who was a client asked me to write their bio and I interviewed him and he came back. He's like, my wife says I sound like Superman and this is awesome. I said, it's all true, right? He goes, yeah, because this is all come. It's just, I'm just wording what you told me in a specific way. And he came back, he was like stunned by it. The other thing is hire people. As soon as you get a virtual assistant or whatever, <clears throat> you hire them to um, ha handle process refunds and don't tell you anything about it right you know mm -hmm. um, big enough you get takedown czar or one of the other companies that just handles going through and searching for your stuff that's on and delisting it off of google so that you're not pissed off every time somebody is like you know and, and you still take care of it i'm not saying you leave, let that slide you don't let that slide but you hire a company to deal with these things so that your mind can be spent on pr being productive and being more creative. So, yeah, no, I think there's always, there should be a therapist just for, and the other thing that they struggle with is especially the newbies. Could you imagine telling your father, you want to spend $30,000 of your um, college fund to go learn how to write copy from Gary Halbert? I know a guy who did that. Now it's the best investment he ever made, right? But, you know, as soon as you tell people, like, let's suppose your dream is to open up a business. What's the first thing everybody tells you? Don't, do it. don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. It's not, you're going to fail. Yep. Yep. We praise and say that we're all for the small guy in the small businesses, but we're just like, you know, no, you need something safe. And no job is safe. You know, you need a therapist to say, no job is safe. You know, like, I don't care who you work for. That whole company could get taken well, down. Well, I've, I've, been, I've been holding this down, but I got to say, I mean, a lot of this comes from our school system. And it's true. We kind of do need to create a stable society with a lot of people doing the same thing over and over. But, but you know, it, it's like if you make a mistake on a test, it's the end of the world. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you're you're you didn't study hard enough. You're a bad person. You're stupid, whatever. Of course, none of those things are true. But that that's the message that gets banged down to you. So you get a refund. It's like making a mistake. You get a complaint. It's like the same thing in school It's like, you know, you were a bad person. No, you're not. That's how life works. You know, when, I mean, when you've been around as long as I have and you look at somebody's numbers and you see zero refunds, you do two things. One of the first thing you do is you say, OK, your copy's not strong enough because that is actually a, a fact. If you're if you're not getting like, you know, maybe 5% refunds, you are not selling hard enough and you're leaving a lot right. more money on the table. You're just you're being shy right. and not telling people more stuff. So you get these people who, you know, so an expert veteran is going to turn around and like, you know, you're going to brag, oh, I got a zero or 1% refund rate. <laughs> I wouldn't be bragging about that, buddy. 
<laughs> that's my attitude towards that. Yeah, you got about 40% of the sales you should be getting or something like that. Yeah, too, right? but that's only because I grew up in this industry. I'm, no, you know, no, I know. I'm 53, so I've been around this for 40 years, so I don't take it personally. Okay. Well, good. You know, we, we got so much more to cover, but we're, I think we're running out of our allotted time. Is that right, Nathan? Before we're out of here, you mentioned that you have a group and you're very selective about who you let in. But if people are trying to figure out how to connect with you in that venue, where can they go? Okay. That our free group is the Gary Halbert Copywriting Club. Or it's just, oh, sorry, Copy Club, the Gary Halbert Copy Club on Facebook. And if you mention this podcast, I'll let you in. So there's three questions in there and it says, you know, where did you hear about this um, and so forth? And, you know, just mention this podcast. Thank you. Yeah. And we'll put a link to that. We'll also, in case somebody wants to work with you, I, I know you're not really available, but if they can make it interesting enough to you, maybe you will. We'll put your email <laughs> in there. And um, there's an, another interesting blog post about something most marketers get wrong. So, Bond, thank you so much for coming. Appreciate well, it. Thank Been you for having me. I appreciate it. All right. Awesome. All right. And if you, the listener, want to check out more episodes of this podcast, head on over to copywriterspodcast.com. We've got almost 250 episodes so far. We've got 250 next week, and hopefully Bond will be back for that milestone episode with us. Bond, please come back next week. <laughs> Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you very much. And until next time, we'll catch you later. Catch you later. Hey, if you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite podcast app so we can get into ears of more listeners. Thank you. This is the Copy and Funnels Podcast Network.